Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Hello, you guys, and thank you for joining me. I am life coach Amberlynn, and I will be talking today about circumstances. I will be sharing with you how our circumstances do not cause our emotions. We are raised in a society where we are taught that other people or circumstances cause our emotions and create the results that we have in life but that just is not the case. I would like to ask you to be open to the possibility that our circumstances do not create our results. I want to give you a little scenario. In life, we have several different people who could go into the same situation, the same experience, and come out with two completely different thoughts, ideas, emotions, and feel completely different. And the reason that is, is because it's not the circumstance that created the results or the emotions inside of them. It is the thought that they had about the circumstance that creates the emotions inside of them. So today I want to talk to you about how circumstances are neutral. Sometimes that is a concept that's really hard for a human primitive brain Because we have grown up with the idea that our circumstances are not neutral and that they are very hard and sometimes over um, obstacles that are too hard to overcome. So what I like to say is that circumstances are just the facts that everybody could agree on in a situation. And that the thought that we have about the circumstances is what creates our emotions. I want you to think about a time when you and a friend or you and a sibling experienced the same circumstance, but you guys came out feeling completely different. Why do you think that is? It's because you both had different thoughts about that experience or about that circumstance. So our brain is a storyteller. It's a muscle that is constantly telling us a story. So our primitive brain, when it is not being managed, has a story that it wants us to tell, wants us to buy into, it wants us to believe. And it wants us to believe that our circumstances or other people cause our emotions. And why does it want that? Because our brain wants to conserve energy and it can conserve energy by not having to work on any of that stuff, by giving away its power. So. If we create our thoughts, okay, let me, let me back that up. If our thoughts create our emotions, then why do we think certain thoughts? Well, the majority of our thoughts are on autopilot. They're on automatic. Our subconscious brain has spent so much of our life just feeding us thoughts and being on repeat because we have not been in conscious awareness of these thoughts. So now we have thoughts that we have thought our entire life that create certain emotions inside of us. 
So when we have these thoughts that we've thought the majority of our life, they become thought beliefs. And if we continue to believe them, they become our brain's narrative, the story that they're constantly telling. Because our brain not only is a muscle that likes to conserve energy, increase pleasure, and decrease pain, it also likes to collect evidence and categorize things. But it does so with with major bias. Through neuroscience research, you will see that our brain is so biased against what is comfortable and uncomfortable. Things that we perceive as hard, things that we perceive as easy. And our brain collects evidence for whatever we tell it or whatever our primitive brain tells it. So if we have a narrative in our primitive brain that we are not enough, that so-and-so doesn't like us, that our bosses just takes advantage of us, um, that our coworker doesn't like us, any of these like narratives that we have or that our brain wants to tell us that we're not good with money, that we're not responsible, that we're too lazy, we're not disciplined enough. Well, then our brain goes to work looking for evidence to prove that to be true. Did you ever know that? It's called confirmation bias. It's the ability for our brain to pick up and select the evidence to show us that our thoughts are true. So what do we do about it, right? Well, we have the primitive part of our brain, but we also have the higher part of our brain, our prefrontal cortex, that we can learn to engage in and step into awareness And when we are in that awareness, we can start beginning to observe our thoughts. We can observe our brain patterns and see the consistent narrative that our brain is telling us. And when we take time to step into this awareness and see the story that our brain has been subconsciously giving us, it will change our lives. It will change your life. It already has changed mine. We have to engage our prefrontal cortex, our higher brain, to decide what is it, what is the story and what is fact? What part of what our brain is telling us is actually true versus what is not? So if we have a narrative in our brain that we are lazy, we're not disciplined enough, we're not warning people. Um, doing such and such is too hard. Our brain gives us evidence that all of it is true. But if we start countering it and asking our brain to show us how adequate we are, how enough we are, show us ways that we are disciplined, show us ways that we are financially responsible, our brain will start looking for that evidence and show it to us. But if you have any limiting I call it limiting because I believe it's limiting. Any self-limiting beliefs about you, your brain has been working the entirety of your life to prove it to be true. Did you get that? 
in any area of your life that you feel not good enough, that you feel like you don't measure up or that you're not successful. That small back part of your brain has constantly been recording every negative belief. And our brain is wired to take in the negative because it is a threat detector. And whenever there's negative, our brain takes it to like try to problem solve. It wants to save us from embarrassment. It wants to save us from shame, rejection, failure, anything that comes with taking risks outside of our brain's comfort zone. So if you have these thoughts about yourself and you don't choose to step into awareness and choose to use your higher brain to really observe these thoughts and ask your brain with curiosity instead of judgment and really be curious with like, why do I think this thought? Why would I choose to think this thought? If all thoughts in the world are optional, if I get to choose any thought in the world to think, why am I choosing to believe the thought that I am not disciplined? Why am I choosing to believe the thought that I can't do this? This being anything that I have always wanted to do. My brain had lots of thoughts about me being a life coach. It had lots of thoughts about me recording videos and uploading them to the internet. I had to talk back to my brain. I had to use my prefrontal cortex and be like, no brain, we can do this. We can do hard things. We can do new things. We can be uncomfortable. We can feel uncomfortable. Just because I feel uncomfortable doesn't mean anything's gone wrong. It means that I'm doing something new. It means that I'm taking the risk to become the person that I want to be. And I'm becoming the future me that I want to be. When we have self-limiting thoughts about us, it creates emotions inside of us, such as sadness, um, maybe hopelessness, or insecure inadequate. And the more that we feel that way, we take certain actions. So each thought that we have, right, creates an emotion. And from that emotion, we take or don't take certain actions. Think about like what actions do I need to stop playing my hair, but it's what I do. (laughs) Think about what actions do you take when you feel Are they the same actions that you take when you feel adequate? No. What about when you feel confident? Are they the same actions that you take when you feel insecure? No. When you do things from a place of love, are they the same things that you do from a place of frustration? Absolutely not. So when we think certain thoughts, it creates certain emotions. And those emotions. So from our thoughts, we create the results that we have in our life. You could experience a circumstance. Let's just pull one out like. Okay, I'm in the dating world. I'm single. 
I'm actually the happiest I've ever been single thanks to thought work and self-coaching tools. But I still do not want to stay single. <laughs> My goal is to be a healthy, loving relationship. But to do that, I have And about how somebody should respond in a text message and how soon they should respond. My brain has this whole manual for how they are supposed to, what it's supposed to look like. And if they don't, then they're not interested. So I had to have different thoughts around dating because I had a lot of negative thoughts about how I will never find somebody. There's too many people out in the world that are not compatible with me. No one would love my colorful eyeshadow, my colorful dyed hair, um, all of these thoughts, right? Dating's not fun. It's exhausting. Meeting new people is horrible. You have to introduce yourself over and over again, right? So I had all of these negative thoughts about dating. So how do you think I approach dating? Do you think I was eager to match with people on Bumble, match with people on her or anything else? Nope. Do you think I took opportunities to go out and meet people in person? No. But then I'm trying right now to really look at dating as an opportunity to meet new people and learn new things. And that is something I enjoy doing, right? And when somebody doesn't want a second date, you, it used to make take me so long to be like, why? What happened? What went wrong? Like, what did I do wrong? And I questioned myself, right? Well, a few months ago, I went on a date. I thought it went awesome. I was so excited. Turns out they did not feel the same way. And this time it only took me a day and a half to get over it. To some of you, that may be a lot. But to me, that's huge progress. I didn't make it mean anything about me. I didn't make it mean that I wouldn't find somebody or that they, I was enough for them, which is huge. I used to think thoughts of me not being enough constantly. And this time I didn't, not once. If you think about circumstances of being in the workplace, right? I'm a teacher, so I work with a lot of other colleagues and Certain colleagues have different mannerisms that you could take to mean something about you. But I really learned to let people be who they are, give them permission to be who they are, and not make it mean anything about me. It is life-changing when you realize that your thoughts create your emotions and you are in charge 99 to 100% of the time. My brain, see, still wants to fight me on how much control I'm in. But it has been ultimately the most empowering thing to really know that I can create my life. Me, no one else. I can choose every day how I want to show up in my life. As a mom, as a teacher, as a co-parent, as a friend, as a colleague, I get to choose. And I don't always choose the right one because I'm human and I have a human brain. I still have times when my emotions take the driver's seat. 
but I am way more reflective and way more aware, and I apologize quicker than I ever did. Because I don't make me being a human and making reactive, impulsive um, behaviors mean anything about me. I make it mean that I have a human brain who sometimes gets frustrated, sometimes gets snappy, and I own it, and I apologize for it. It is so empowering once you know that you are in charge and you are in control. So I think what I'm going to leave you with is that this week in your endeavors in your life, Really take a look and inventory what thoughts you are thinking about yourself consistently throughout the week. And do you like them? Are they serving you? The thoughts that you think about yourself getting you to where you want to be in life. Are you owning your thoughts? Are you owning your emotions? Or are you giving your power away? Are you allowing the circumstance to have all of your power? Are you giving your power to other people? Are you saying they caused your thoughts? They caused your feelings? They made you feel something? Then I challenge you to take back your power this week and be open to the idea that your thoughts about a situation, your thoughts about a person creates the feelings inside of your body. You can do it. It's not easy, but it's definitely worth the work. I hope you guys have a great day and let me know if you have any questions. I will see you soon. Information, please visit www.takingbackherbrain.com. Don't forget to follow Taking Back Her Brain on Instagram and Facebook. That is one word. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day, everybody.